I've learned if you make a mistake, then turn it into something. It was always energetic. It was always fast. It was always like just, just full of life. I would probably say keep on trying. Every time you try, you get better and better. You look at the blank bit of paper or canvas and go, hmm, I'm just going to start drawing now and see what happens. Hello and welcome to The Common Creative. My name's Chris Meredith. And I'm Paul Fairweather. This week's podcast is a little bit unusual. More than a little bit unusual, Chris. We have a a special guest is Charlie Marker and he is seven years old and he is an absolute genius. That's I can I can say no more. We'll show links in the show notes about his Instagram post, uh, his Instagram page. But Charlie Marker draws in a thick black pen these amazing characters and and little squiggles and things, and it's just remarkable, mesmerising. Yeah, he, he does it spontaneously. As his dad said, uh, his work is full of energy, excitement, spontaneity, and. Even though he's seven years old, I think he's an inspiration to all of us. People who think too hard about what they're doing, whether it be art or business. For Charlie, life is simple. You get a marker pen, you get a piece of paper, and you just go. And his results are stunning. Yeah, And he has three or four lessons uh, about creativity that uh, are just incredible coming from someone so young about making mistakes, about starting, uh, about encouraging other people. So it really is an inspirational discussion. And uh, after the discussion, or intermixed with it, we had a discussion with his dad, Marcus, who's a graphic designer and a very talented man in his own right. And it's really interesting to listen to Marcus's story about Charlie's progression over a very short period of time, but also about the inspiration that Charlie has been for his own work and graphical representation. So we're very lucky that Charlie has recorded for us a very small video, which Chris and I are using in our brand new program, Communication Leadership, Ideas and the Stories That Matter. And he is an inspiration to the participants and the learners in our program about how to start drawing. So we have a big thanks to Charlie. Uh, it did cost us um, a dozen black Posca pens, uh, and you'll understand when you look at Charlie's work. <laughs> so we might uh, post that a link to that video as well uh, to see the inspiration that Charlie gives to our program, to our program about getting people how to draw. Yeah, how to draw, how to be a communication leader. But Chris, why don't you tell us how people can uh, check out our, our program? Yeah, um, head to our website, twocommoncreatives.com, um, or the opening workshops on Eventbrite. Uh, search for Two Common Creatives and our program, Communication Leadership, Ideas and Stories That Matter. Yeah, and we can't wait to see where Charlie takes his art in the future. Maybe this will be will be the first kind of media coverage for somebody who could be very famous. Let's get him in. Let's hear from Charlie Marcus, seven-year-old artist. Hello again, Marcus. <laughs> and Charlie. <laughs> now, where were we? We were talking about those wonderful pictures. Um, and we were saying, are, are there any other characters? You've got one. So there's a lot. They're called the trading cards. And so they look like this. Oh, beautiful. So they're like play, playing cards. Yeah, they, they get blanked out automatically, I'm afraid, but I can see it's a colourful card. What's on it? Tell us what's on it. So it's a picture of a guy 
and he presses a button and her head explodes. <laughs> what do you what do you like about that idea? Um, it's a cool picture and it's a cool piece of art. Yeah, yeah lovely. I see that it's in I see I see that it's in colour. Do you do any colour? Do you do any colour work on your work or do you just do uh, black and white? Sometimes I put some colour into my art. Okay. So, uh, Charlie, tell us, what sort of pens do you, you use? I use fat paint markers. Okay. Fantastic. Posca. Posca. Okay. And did you always use Posca? No. What did you start with? Sharpies. Oh, oh okay. I've got a Sharpie right here. Right. And why are Posca pens better than Sharpies? Because they're, like, thicker and they're funny to draw with. So you were telling us before about when you put the little dots in between the characters. Why, why do you do that? Um, because when I draw a character like, like that, I draw another guy, but I draw a bit of a space and then I draw a dot. Okay. Just to balance it out. Do you have an inspiration? Like do you, what, what do you do when you sit down to, do you have something in your head or does it just all just come out? It all comes out. Okay. And what do you feel like when you're drawing? Do you, do you lose track of time? Um, no. You don't? Okay. So it's not like all of a sudden, oh, my God, I've been drawing for two hours, I've got to eat? No. When you start to draw, do you ever not where? Where do you start? Do you ever say, I don't know what to draw today or does it just come to you? I don't know what to draw. But so what do, you, what do you do in that case? Then I just think of something. Like I think of what the characters are going to do. Yeah. So it just comes into my head. Okay. So they're doing actions, are they? Yeah. So, like, I can draw, like, somebody on a skateboard, like an alien. <laughs> There's an alien on the skateboard there. <laughs> oh, there's I so love. much in your pictures. I love them, Charlie, because you can look at them and, and then look when you look back at them, you see more stuff. And every time you look, you sort of see something new and something different. There's hundreds of mini stories inside each one. Right now, I really want to do like a, like, all my characters are on scooters and skateboards. I want to do a doodle like that. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you ride a skateboard? Um, we do have one, but only sometimes I go on it. So who are your, who are your um, heroes in drawing? So there's one called Mr. Doodle. Okay. And Keith Haring. Oh, Keith Haring. Yeah, that's fantastic. So does Mr. Doodle do colour or just black and white? So he, he only does black and white. Right. Oh, wait. Sometimes he does colour. Right. Do you follow him on Instagram? Um, yeah. Does he follow you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Cool. Have, you, have you had any messages with him? What yes. would you like to say to him if we sent him this podcast? What would you like him to say to him? What do you say about his work? I would say... How much pictures have you done? Okay. <laughs> so tell me, Charlie, if you could have your pictures appear anywhere in the world, where would be your perfect place? Where would you like the pictures to appear? In the city. In the city. Yeah. yeah. And do you think it should be on a what on the side of a building, or should they be in an art gallery, or maybe a school? Um, on a really big building. Yeah, that'd be cool. Wow, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Have you got your dad working on finding a big building that you can paint on the side of? Yeah? Are you going to paint it yourself or will you have a team? 
of people? Um, maybe a team of people. <laughs> you think? You think Chris and I could come and help you? Yeah, can we have, can we come and help? That would be fun. I don't know if we've got the skill though. That's the problem. <laughs> would you be able to tell us what to do? Okay. Don't you won't yell at us though, will you? No. What if we make a mistake? No. Do you ever make mistakes when you draw, or do you just? Um, if I make a mistake, I turn it into something. One time, I accidentally did a scribble, and then I turned him into a, like a really curly guy. Right. Okay. Fantastic. So you never scribble something out. You just make it into yeah. something else. What's the hardest part of drawing? I've been also trying to do this. So a hard part is where I draw a character and they're really close to each other and I don't yeah. get lines there. Yeah. That's hard like, and when they're really close to each other. And so what... Do you tr how do you get how do you sort out that if there's a if there's a tricky bit like two characters close to each other, what do you do? Do you go slower or do you? I go slower when I bit like really close. Yeah, yeah. How long does a picture take you to do? Like the one that that Dad's holding right there. We're looking at a picture which is what about um, post small post up size, isn't it? Takes me about ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> Wow. And just, um, Charlie, tell us, you, there was a video on your Instagram, which was, uh, was it called the Doodle Strudel? No, what was it called? Stoodle Doodle. Stoodle Doodle. <laughs> Who came up with that idea? I wanted to draw on a stool. A stool. I found a um, white um, stool and I asked Dad if I could draw on it and he, and he let me. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. We were going to throw out our drawers, so he let me doodle on them too because they were white. What about if you, you know, if you're going to do that uh, building, what about if you got one of those big white buses and drew all over a bus so, so it could move all around the city? Yeah. How would that be? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to talk to a bus company that has white buses. What I think that would be I'd love to see that. Aeroplane. You reckon you could draw on an aeroplane? Sometimes. There's a junkyard of planes, but I haven't found one yet. Right. Well, <laughs> get your dad onto that. Is your dad your agent? Your agent sorts that, does whatever you say, sorts stuff out for you. So I think that's got to be a yes. <laughs> so, Charlie, I, I want to know, do you remember when you first started drawing? And do you remember before you drew or you've always drawn? I started to draw, but when... I started to draw, it wasn't black and white, it was just all colour. Right. And why did you change? Do you remember? Um, because I saw Mr Doodle, because Dad showed me Mr Doodle then and then his pictures were black and white and then it looked cooler, so then I tried to do it like that. <laughs> wow, wow. I, I love this idea that you, like, you space them and you put a little bit in the middle, that you got this great sense of... Um, Spatial balance. Do you what do you feel when you're doing it? Does, do you know when it's not quite right, or then it's just it's got to be two dots or one or three dots? Um, sometimes, if there's like a tiny space, I might draw an arrow, or I might put dot or line. Yeah. What do your friends think about your drawing? Do they think you're pretty cool? Um. Yeah. My friend Elfie. Um. I showed him my artwork, and then he tries it. Right. How did he go? He, he does good. So 
I found Elsa. He does a big character, and then it is a small character inside of him. Ah, you know, Chris and I tried to draw like you, and you know, we were bloody hopeless. Well, sorry for <laughs> swearing. <laughs> you were terrible. Do you reckon if we ever meet up, you could give us a lesson? Yeah. You think so? What about your dad? Is he a good drawer? Yeah. Is he as good as you? No. <laughs> Fair about. What about your mum? She's pretty creative. Is she a good drawer? Yeah. Is she as good as you? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Charlie? What does it feel like when you finished a picture and you, you do like the one you've got there? That last bit. What does it feel like? Um, I feel happy. Oh, great. Mm. Yeah. So are you happy? Do you want to do another one, or are you just happy to let it sit for a while? Um, I'm happy. So. That it's a paint marker. I want it to dry first and then I do another one. Yeah. Right, okay. Tell me about your T-shirt. I got like a character there. He's a big blue spiky guy. Uh-huh. And then I did a doodle around him. One day um, I saw Mr. Doodle do a character and he coloured him and then he doodled around him and then I tried it and then Dad said, do you want to make a T-shirt of this? And then I said, yes. Yeah. Okay. Can, can we buy a T-shirt? Yes. Oh, that would be brilliant. Which one? Are there, is there different options? Is, is the one like you've got or the other options as well? There's other options. So I got um, this spiky guy. I got a fish on a skateboard and a love heart guy. Oh. A fish on a skateboard? That sounds like it's got my name on it. And I got a dinosaur guy. A dinosaur guy. Uh, wow. Can fish ride skateboards? No. No, but they can, they can in your imagination. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. So oh, I'm thinking there should be a movie. I, I'd like to see this fish skating around in a movie. We've got a light bulb. A light bulb. Oh, maybe that's the one we should have. We talk so about where, light bulbs. where can bulbs. we buy these T-shirts, Charlie? I don't know it's where you buy it. We'll, we'll put a link. We'll put a link in the show notes. We'll get it from Dad. And maybe our, everyone can look, and we'll put a link in for your Instagram so everyone can see how fantastic your uh, your drawings are. Do you ever do you ever get um, do you get tired when you draw at all? Did your hand get sore or? Yeah, one time when I did a really big piece of art. So I, when we were in a hotel, Dad put up. So he put pieces of paper together to make a really big piece, and then I. Hated a bit of it because on the wall there was lines and I was scared the paper would just rip when I go, I doodle, and then it just goes right through. You got a sore arm, didn't you? Yeah, and I had a really sore arm. What would you say to other kids that don't draw? What would you say to them? Would you give them some advice about drawing? Sometimes if they make a mistake, I say, turn it into something. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about adults? You know, sometimes adults don't draw. It's hard to believe. but some it is, It's very hard to believe. Sometimes <laughs> adults don't draw. What would you say to an adult uh, to get them to start drawing? If they didn't want to draw and, like, they saw people but they can't do art like that, I would probably say keep on trying. Every time you try, you get better and better. Fantastic. That's great. That's great. That is really good. Is there, um, Chris, do you have any other questions? 
I've learned so much, Charlie. I know you've got to try and try again to get better. I've learned drawing makes you happy. I've learned if you make a mistake, then turn it into something. I'd just like to say thank you very much. It's been a really exciting conversation. Yeah, it's been great. Are you going to do a drawing today? Will you send us an image, uh, get your dad to take a photo and send it to us so we can see? And we can add it to that. That's fantastic. Well, Charlie, I want to say uh, thank you and also thank you to your dad, Marcus, who who's there, your agent, who does everything for you that's not drawing, for uh, coming along today. It's been a great chat. Did you want to ask us anything? I want to know what it looked like when you started to draw. Not anything like what you draw. Um, When I started to draw, in fact, I think I started to paint and I used to paint trees and things and I wanted to paint from life. But you know what I used to do all the time? I used to go to my mother and go, Mum, I don't know what to draw. What shall I draw? How stupid is that? That was what I was like, and I didn't know what to draw. So what I love about yours is that you just, if you've got an idea, you draw it, and if you don't have an idea, you look at the blank bit of paper or canvas and go, hmm, I'm just going to start drawing now and see what happens. And that is what I love. So do you have, what about Chris? What did your drawing look like, Chris, when you started? I can remember at school in art class, I was trying to draw a speedboat. And I remember the art teacher coming up with a big black pen, a bit like this Sharpie, because he told me I'd drawn it wrong. And he drew on my picture to make it better. I remember thinking, you haven't made it better at all. You've ruined it now. So I had teachers trying to kind of tell me what 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 was right and what was wrong. And I, I don't think there is a right or wrong in art. So... Um, yeah, it wasn't a good experience when I started to draw. I think my speedboats were much better than my art teacher's speedboats. <laughs> do you do you ever do you ever try to uh, you ever think your drawings are right or wrong, Charlie? Only sometimes I think it's a bit bad. Right. And does anyone ever try to correct your drawings? Oh, my friend Elfie does. <laughs> what do you say to him? I say, "What are you trying to draw?" And he says, "I'm trying to draw what you do." And what about your mum or dad? Do they do they ever tell you like, no, oh, you should draw over here? No. Actually, I do have one more question. I know we're saying goodbyes, but when you do draw, is there somewhere you start on the paper or the canvas first, or I only start in the middle and then I start to go around. Yeah, I start in the middle, mm-hmm. then you go out. Okay, great. When I first started to draw, I used to start in the corner. Okay, so you used to paint yourself out of a corner, but now you start in the middle. I'll tell you a secret about we, Paul and I did some drawing the other day, trying to draw a bit like you. And what I did, I normally draw with my left hand, I'm left-handed. So to try and get kind of a bit more freedom, I drew with my wrong hand. I drew with my right hand. Um, and it still came out of rubbish, but that's what I tried. <laughs> um, one time when I was on the monkey bars, I had that. Yeah. My drawing hand. Oh, no. And then um, I couldn't really draw with this hand because I never drawed with this hand before. It feels wow. weird, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we think your drawings are fantastic and we hope you keep doing whatever you love, whatever that's drawing or whatever you love. But and you're. I, uh, I saw on your um, Instagram. Yep. Um, I saw you draw a really cool, like a yellow car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool? Yep. A taxi? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Why don't you draw that yellow taxi and send it to me? 
and I'll draw one and send it to you. That, that is a great deal. I sold, I sold that yellow taxi to somebody, but I could do another one just for you. Do you know my inspiration for that taxi? There's an actual taxi there, isn't there? Did you copy it off that one? I did, yeah. It's a New York taxi. I would love to see that. Those two pictures, one from Charlie, one from Paul. You know what I'm going to try to do, Charlie? I'm going to try to do it in Charlie style and then colour it in. Are you going to try to do Paul style or just Charlie style? Except I'll do it in marker. You do it in marker, okay. Yeah. And I was telling someone the other day, I I was running a workshop about creativity and drawing, and I said to everyone, you need to look at Charlie Marker. And they they said two things. Do you know what they said? Wow, he's amazing. He's a genius. And you know the other thing they said? That's incredible that his last name is Marker. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, isn't it? you got the right name, Charlie, that's for sure. you got the right name, Charlie Marker. Say thanks to your dad for that. (laughs) Okay, well, listen, uh, Marcus Marker and uh, Charlie Marker, um, thank you for coming along today. We've really enjoyed this chat and you've made my Saturday. I'm going to draw a yellow taxi today in a Charlie Marker style and colour it in yellow. Me too. I can't wait to get my Charlie Marker T-shirt. We'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go and buy some uh, Charlie Marker T-shirts. Okay, Charlie, well, look, I look forward to catching up. I think we need to meet sometime and we can uh, maybe do some drawing all together uh, and you can teach Chris and I something about how to draw properly. Yes, please. How to draw properly, how to make something out of something when we make a mistake. That's what I want to learn. I think that's so fabulous. Nothing's ever wasted. But you started to tell us about Mr. Bomb. Sorry, Marcus. So the the Adam Bomb character, um, so basically there's a, series called the garbage pile kids and they were out in in 1985 they came out and i was like you know i was a kid and and they were really big you know back in the uk and ireland and america and um, people have said they have come to australia but i don't think they were as big here they're trading cards basically of little characters and they were they were a takeoff of the cabbage patch kids and the cabbage patch kids were really really big and, and a lot of the, the female audience liked the cabbage patch kids and then they did a parody version called the garbage pile kids and they got really cool artists in new york whenever <laughs> To, to, to design these mad characters, but they were banned in schools and all sorts of stuff because they're quite controversial. They were quite political, but the undertones, kids wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known that they were, they were had that kind of undertone at the time. So the character Adam Baum was the most famous character because he was on the packet of the Garbage Bell Kids and he got a bit of stick of gum in there. Um, Charlie discovered them on YouTube one day. And I was like, he was like, have you looked? I was like, you're looking at the Garbage Bell Kids. I was like, I had them when I was a kid. Like, I was so surprised that he, he just found someone talking about them. And I was fascinated by all the different characters. And then I was fascinated that he discovered them because nobody else discovered them. That Like, none of his friends have them because you can't buy them. So he just discovered his own little niche of something he's interested in. Um, so I went online, had a look, see if I could get some. And, um, and that Adam Baum character is what he drew in, in line art form because he thinks that's he's his favourite character. So he... Joe Simcoe is an artist now who's one of the main Garbage Pell Kids um, artists. And he he sent Charlie some cards, signed cards of, of the Garbage Pell Kids. I got in touch with him, told him he's a big fan and stuff like that. Um, be- beautiful to do that for Charlie. He literally sent over signed cards, you know, like um, and, and a special edition, little poster kind of ones as well. Um, so that's what it is. It's like Charlie finds his niche he doesn't necessarily go with the flow of what people are just interested in. Like, you know, he finds his thing he's interested in. And then, then his, then his mates are interested in that. Where'd you get that from? He's like, Oh, I got it on the internet. And then they're like, what's this thing? You know, he, 
he doesn't follow trends, I suppose, what I'm trying to say. He, he seems to just, if he's interested in it, he does it, you know? Mm. So, but I was baffled to find, I was, I was amazed when he found these because I had these cards when I was a kid and then suddenly he's, you know, and I, I so, but, so that, it's interesting that the source of his inspiration is a kind of a generation ago. Uh, he's found something that you knew as a kid and he's, Taking that one, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was quite interesting that he and, these, and and there was a movie made, but now they're um they're kind of they've got a new sense of life because um uh, the Oral Stein who wrote the Goosebumps books he he he's after doing the um tr three books now based on the Garrett Bell kids and Joe Simcoe did the artwork for the three books. So we just got the book the first book the other day for Charlie and you get you get five Garrett Bell kids in the book as well as stickers. And he was just blown away the fact that you get free stickers with a book, even you know. So they're kind of they're, they're kind of coming back again, and um, probably never went really went away. Um, but and, and and they go for a fortune on eBay these the, the trading mm -hmm. cards back in the eighties, the usual kind of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's just this little kind of uh, subculture of of art. So Marcus, tell us about just you know your observation of his progression from you know just you know a normal child doing normal childish art. To doing this, you know, really defined, uh, precise, uh, energetic, <laughs> uh, balanced art. You know, like what, just, just sort of quickly, just a sort of a bit of a snapshot of of how how it uh, trans, trans, transpired. Yeah. So he, he's always been drawing since he was a baby. You know, since he could pick up a marker, and they were all, you know, mainly they were color. Really, every every color he would use in a marker set or in a crayon set or whatever, he would use all of them. You know, it would be. It was always energetic. It was always fast. Um, it was always like just just full of life. Like you know, it's always been, it's always been like that. And he would draw big rainbows. It was always rainbows and loads of color and fill every fill every part of the page. It was always that as well. Every single part of the page would fill. And then um, and then only was around mid last year during the lockdown there was a lot more time spent indoors and um he was drawing he was watching some guys on youtube and stuff like that and then i just flicked on flicked around youtube and then i saw mr doodle um and and i'd realized that i'd actually seen him before but it was probably a few years ago i said oh, i recognize this guy i've seen this guy's art and before and um and charlie was just blown away by the fact that it was a black marker and he loved the time lapse he loved the fact that he could see it being created um in real time and sped up whatever um and then he just started picking up some black markers. And then I just started noticing he had paid A4 pages of just black marker. And I started noticing they were just getting better. Like you'd have all these characters filling up, but then the compositions were just getting better very quickly. That was only within literally maybe two weeks. I was like, whoa, that piece he did, there's something in that. Um, and I showed it to my dad and, and I showed it to my sister, um, who's very creative as well. Um, and then my dad just goes, you just got to feed that appetite. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Um, so I just bought heaps of basically board, A2 boards and um, loads of Sharpies. And literally he would go through hundreds. Like, like was, we had literally, his whole room was just covered, like the whole one, one, one wall from top to, every part of it was covered just a paper or marker or drawings. And then he, he really loved the smoothness of, of the, the, board, the, the boards. And then he tried some paint stuff. We had some Posca ones around. And then I realized it was a particular type of marker and the texture is what he gravitated towards, the real smooth stuff, because he was drawing so fast. It was almost like that texture. He didn't, he didn't want anything, any friction for him to stop. Um, and I noticed he'd pick up certain markers. And then, so then, yeah, it was literally Sharpies and Posca markers. Um, so, yeah, and then, um, and then I picked up a heap of canvases. 
and just left them around and left. And, and by the time I'd, I'd come back from somewhere, I'm sure the four campuses would be done like literally within 10 minutes on the bench. Like, so I couldn't keep up with the amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was, the output was just so, so massive. And then, yeah, can I draw on the stool? Can I draw on the, the drawers? And then I was just like, just do whatever you want. Just, you know, there was just no, bar- no barrier. I was just like, draw strong, whatever you want. Just, you know, he always asked, you know, can I draw on the kitchen thing? Or no, no, you got to keep, you know, so, <laughs> was obviously boundaries. But I just felt, you know, just to feed his appetite. But what comes across in his art um, is also his personality. He, he's full of energy. Like he'll walk around the house on his hands, um, you know, backflips on the trampoline and he'll master, you know, he, he does karate and spinning kicks. And like he, he, he'll spend a lot of time trying to master one particular move. Um, so his dedication, um, he sees results over time. I, I think that's what he does notice um, is that when he puts the effort into something, he gets a result. That's from doing karate and stuff like that. Um, and I think that was interesting when he said earlier in the interview, when he says, you know, just keep doing it and getting better. That's something that he, he's always said when he's doing karate because if he's having a bad day, I'll just say, well, look, last week you couldn't walk in your hands. Now you're doing, you're walking the full length of the room. So like I keep, you know, just letting know that you just keep doing it and, and, you get, and you just get better. But with markers, it was just like, it wasn't even that. He just did it. Like he just... It was just our observation from the outside to see that he was just creating this stuff, and then I noticed the compositions were just bang on. Um, what does yeah? What 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 does better mean? It's because because when I mean, there's a wonderful naivety in his work, and you so I'm, I'm I think we all can see it. But what 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 do you think a good Charlie Marker image yeah. looks like versus one that's not so good? Um, I think more wasn't necessarily better from from a progressional point of view of, of of everything he's done. Like if he can do a spinning back click, kick, he'll do it, he'll get better and better at that. And until he can actually spill fully around and get it. Or a handstand, he can you know walk the full length of room. So he's getting better yeah, and yeah. With the art sense, we always knew he liked art and lo- and and was amazing with the colors. But I think it was when I saw for me it was a compositional thing because I'm, I'm I'm a graphic mind. Um, and a graphic artist background so it was like yeah I saw he had something but when I saw the composition on a page that he'd use every bit and I'd see the lines the dots filled in then I realized it was a conscious was he conscious or subconscious what what was it but I just realized that whoa that is a piece that I could imagine Mm -hmm. gallery like I was because it was the composition of it not and his his sense of space between that's what made it better me um you know, it's almost like going, you know, does he have something or does he not have something? Um, or, or not even that. It was just almost like, whoa, I really saw a massive jump from this page to this one within about a week or two. I think it was my sister said to me, um, you know, she's a clothing line um, in Ireland. And and um, she said, oh, my God, I'd love to have some of his characters on 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 pajama, kids' pajamas. She does this sustainable clothing for, for children. And um, and she said, would you, would you do some characters? And he was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And that's when... <laughs> Just start, I started noticing the characters were just, I don't know, they were just getting more, um, more, more personality in them. Like he, he would, he would, and, and he wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Um, he just, he just does it, and that's that's what I find, I find it quite fascinating. Are you that's worried it. that oh, he will start? It, it, and it might, it's a, a question every parent has for their kids in different ways, but you, that there'll be a moment when he does start to think about it, and there and that. In a way, taints that naivety and that spontaneity. Understand? Yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, we just buy canvases and markers and leave them there. And if he doesn't do it, he doesn't do it. If he does it, he wants to. He wants to. Just certain things he said, can I do? And I said, yeah. We just got to get the right time to do it and, and and move things around and stuff. So his appetite to create is has always been there. Um, 
but yeah, as we, we keep saying, you know, sure, next month you just want to go out on a skateboard or a scooter and you might not pick up a marker and that's fine. You know, yeah. that's and that's it, you know. And it was more like um like we, we didn't put the kids on social media or anything like that. It was only when my when my sister said, you know, you should put an Instagram page up for an art for art and I was like, we were really hesitant. Um we were actually very, very much the opposite. We we're totally against putting any of his art to the world at all. And then a few people just said, Look, there's loads of kids creating online and you can manage the content yourself. And that's when I thought, you know, we're in lockdown, it's been very, very tough. Um, can't see family. And we thought let's mm-hmm. share let's share his art with the world and mainly for family in Queensland and family in in um in Ireland who couldn't visit. You know, there was a lot of stuff stuff had stopped. So that's when we decided let let's just when he's done stuff, put it on Instagram and then and that was it. You know, when we when we last spoke, uh, I was just really fascinated by this. You were telling me because um, you're you're a graphic artist and you know very talented and you've been doing it for a long time, but you're telling me that Charlie has inspired you to you know draw and sketch in a marker. And as we know, it is very permanent. And you know, you're like me; you start with a pencil and then you build stuff up, and you can rub out and you can draw over the top of things. So, but, you know, I know drawing with a marker, you know, is very confronting. So just tell me about, about, about that experience. Yeah, I think what, 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 what kind of got me was the fact that we know markers are very definitive and as adults we tend to think about things too much. So we'll sketch it out or we'll plan. So the, so the pencil becomes the kind of the, the comfort space because we can erase that bit we're not happy with. But with a marker, it's... It's definitive, isn't it? It's you put it down, you can't rub it out. <laughs> yeah. and that's what I loved. It was a sense of freedom and I'm not thinking. And then, so it's not a it's not a conscious thing. Then it's more like just making marks wherever those marks need to go or wherever he sees mm. should go. So that really inspired me. Um, you know, I got back to drawing again with him. So like we'll just I'll draw a mark. On a piece of paper, and then he makes he'll turn it into something. I used to do that as a kid with my uncle and my dad, and and it was something I did long, long time ago. A lot of people do, um, and I love that sense of any kind of shape, and then he'll turn it into something. So it's like I forgot about that game, you know, to do yeah. it. And you know, I was going to mention, uh, but um, you probably know, but Mister Mister Squiggle, and Chris, you don't probably know him either, but Mister Squiggle was an Australian character. Uh, born in 1959, so Mr. Squiggle is uh, 63 this year. I know that, um, and he, he should, you'll find it some stuff on from YouTube. You should show him because what he does is um, people. He's a puppet, and he's got a big long nose, which is a pencil. And Mr. Squiggle used to um, people would send in uh, a mark, um, and he had to draw something of it, and he would draw it upside down. Uh, and then at the end they turn it over and you could see the face, you know, and they had a, he had Miss Jane or Miss Pat was the, was the person. But the reason that they were drawing upside down was because, because it was a puppet and the puppeteer was on the top looking down. So it wasn't up down, upside down for the puppet, but it was for the camera. Um, so it's, it's, it's exactly what you saying, the game that you play with him. Uh, and it's just with pencil and a, and a marker, but it's, you know, it's from years ago. So you should check it out, Mr Squiggle. Well, that's uh, that's fantastic. We, we we have to keep this uh, keep keep moving. So so Marcus, look, thank you so much for yeah, having, thank you. Uh, arranging this and for for getting Charlie on. We'll certainly put links in the in the show notes to his work and the stuff we talked about. And Chris and I are going to buy some buy some t shirts. You bet, you bet. 
And look, we we'd love we'd love to all get together at some stage and do some drawing with him when one time one time when Chris is up in from um, Sydney. Look, and I and I, I think what I really love is uh, your and Sharon's approach that basically he is um you know he's got a passion for it and he's got some innate talent there that is just absolutely mesmerizing, but. You know, if today drawing the yellow taxi, taxi is the last drawing he ever does, well, then, you know, he'll do something else and you're, yeah. you're fine with that, which I think is uh, fantastic. But who knows where he might he might go. And, uh, you know, I'd love to keep this podcast going for about 20 years so we can check in on him when he's in his Yes. Uh, Maybe just, every seven years. <laughs> 14, 21, 28. Do the seven up. Do the seven up. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. Um, he wants spray cans. <laughs> he wants what? Spray cans. <laughs> well, I was going to mention Banksy. I thought maybe that was a bit too, too I, difficult. But, hey. Yeah, I haven't shown many Banksy stuff. But um, when we did visit the Heat Haring piece in, in Melbourne, he was fascinated by, the, by that, by the scale. Yeah. I have a wall for you. Um, yeah. yeah, I go to this local cafe, Dickie's, where I had my art show uh, just around the corner. And they, there was this wall and there was a bush in front of it and they've cut the bush down and it's brown. And I was saying to uh, the owner of the cafe, you know, you should do something on it, you know, a big, a big, ah. big dicky sign. Anyway, he said, um, he said, uh, oh, we, we've got to do something. We're doing it in conjunction with the real estate agent who's around the corner. Anyway, there's a mural in Tenerife called Lost and Found. It's a guy called uh, Someone Sergeant, uh, and it's really fantastic, beautiful, very subtle colours. And I said, I said, you know, you should talk to this guy, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go back now and say you have to talk to um, Charlie Marker. So, like, if he designs it, um, it'll be real estate and, and coffee, um, and uh, we'll have to work out someone to, uh, to paint it on. It'll be fantastic. Um, that would be great, yeah. I'll, I, will, I will go and do that. I'm gonna, as soon as I hang up here, I'm going to go around the cafe and, and see them. And, uh, Marcus, one last thing. For you. I don't know if you're into this. is unrelated to Charlie, but related to the common creative. We mentioned it briefly last time that, that you probably know Adam Ferrier at Tinkerbell. Yes. If you're in touch, do say hi, because I, I think he'd be a fantastic guest on the podcast too. Not as good as Charlie, obviously, but it'd be, uh, he, he probably might just remember me from somewhere. So if you could say, look out for a, uh, an email or a contact from Chris Meredith about some strange podcast, that would be lovely. And then I'll drop him a note. So you do the kind of that and I'll do that. Boom. <laughs> and what about your other child? Is it the, <laughs> does he, does, I'm assuming he gets love and attention as well. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. He, he's more into Minecraft building and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Digital world and Lego as well. He's fascinated by Lego. He's got a lot of Lego. Um, so he, he's a lot of more tactile stuff like that, you know. Nicholas has just found a game called Trail Makers. Uh, and it's sort of Minecraft Lego, but it's building machines. And you can build, you can build planes and cars and submarines and boats, all sorts of things. And there's, you know, it's just, it's amazing. But the, the planes, you know, they, they have things that make it work, but they're not the same as normal planes. So the, the, the flaps are right at the end of the wings, and at the back they have other flaps on the, the little wing at the back, but no rudder. And so to turn, like, and it's really ungainly, and you put a, <laughs> you put a rocket on it, but it blows out, you know, smoke, and, and, and you put another engine, but it heats up and then it shuts out, it heats up, and, and it, 
It, it is just hilarious. Like, um, and it's it, it's really it's really kinetic. Thanks for being on our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for being on our podcast to you and of course, Charlie. Charlie as well. Do I have to send him some more Posca pens now? Thank you, guys. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Marcus. Thank See you later. You. Bye. Hey, Chris, how fantastic was that? Oh, I'm humbled, humbled by that conversation. Uh, if only we could all be seven again. Me too. And and from the mouths of babes, it's amazing <laughs> when we asked him to ask us a question and he wanted to know and his comment about my drawing. So now I have a challenge to draw a Charlie Marker style. New York taxi. New York taxi, yellow. So <laughs> big yellow taxi. So, yes, so uh, a big thank you to Marcus and to Charlie, Charlie Marker. Um, I did say in one of my sessions to people to check it out. They said, wow, how, what an amazing kid. Incredible that his name's Charlie Marker. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to anyone listening, we hope you'll have lots of questions about this really unusual and I think totally inspiring episode. Please pop your questions in the chat. Um, we hope you want to tune in next week for our next podcast. We've got a bunch of really exciting listeners lined up. Um, and of course, if you want to join us on our program, Communication Leadership, Ideas and Stories That Matter, hit us up. We'd love to see everybody becoming a communication leader. Right. Thanks, Chris. Uh, talk next week. Bye for now.